Coming to you from beautiful Santa Barbara, California. Promoting peace, healthy living and happiness. It's the Peace Podcast with host Barbara Gahn-Mueller. Hello, I'm Barbara Gahn-Mueller. What an honor to welcome you to Peace Podcast 99. 99 people have spent the time telling you how you can bring peace to our planet, a planet that needs you now more than ever. You're listening to peacepodcast.org. You know why? Because we know that happiness, well-being needs mutually assured survival. And the bottom line is peace. With peace on our planet, think of all the resources we can take advantage of. Think of all the people who can live their lives in the normal stream of life, doing the work that they were destined to do. So today, without talking too much about how I appreciate each of you and how each of you are spending your own life, maybe helping others become peaceful. Maybe it's something that you know that you can do, but you need Dot Maver, our guest today, to inspire you to take action. She's going to tell you about how to use your voice to make sure that your voice is in every. Well, I'm not going to tell you what, but be sure your voice is here. She's going to explain something to you that she has on her desk. This is Dot Maver, and I cannot tell you what a pleasure it is to welcome Dot Maver. Welcome, Dot Maver. Oh, thank you, Barbara. It's my great joy to be here with you and Robert. I see him behind you there. I always have him over my right shoulder as I do the work for peace. And he's brought me so much pleasure and so much peacefulness because I know I'm on the path of my destiny. And when you feel that, Dot, then you feel like, okay, whatever comes my way, I can handle it. And Mm -hmm. that's what I want to tell you about today. As I introduce Dot, how did she handle all the opportunities that came to her? Let me just introduce her for about three or four seconds because I could go on and on and on. But let's just start with the basics. She's an educator, a peace builder, and she inspires cooperation on behalf of the common good. Think of those words, common good, and then go backwards to cooperation. I am of the opinion that when you form a group of people who are like-minded, and you work together, you can go much farther. My little granddaughter, when she was about six, said, you know, Grandma, what I discovered? I can go faster by myself as I write my papers. But when I work with somebody, we both come to the same conclusions. And I thought, gee, she's pretty smart for six. So that cooperation is key to our future. We have to work together. Find people who agree with you. But I'm also going to tell you about the Global Silent Minute. Yesterday, I was on a Zoom harp meditation. I monitored my heart, and it was so automatically rhythmic and so on time. I didn't skip a beat, and I said, what's going on here? Usually, my heart, when I do my little oximeter, it goes up and down, but not when I was meditating. My heart was on an even keel. So we want to show you how you can have a global silent minute every day. And it's going to be on December 9th this year. December 21st. Oh, that was an old flyer I looked at. December 21st. It's our annual. This is the fourth annual global silent minute. You see, 
December 21st, it gives us plenty of time to get ready for a global silent minute, which I hope you'll give us a little bit of a preview about. What, well, why don't you do right now? What is a global silent minute? <laughs> so the the uh, global silent minute is inspired by the Big Ben, the original Big Ben silent minute, which uh, occurred at 9 p.m. GMT. Uh, it started in London when London was being bombed during World War II. And at the every night, the Parliament got on board, Churchill got on board, Wellesley Tudor Pole is the one who founded it, had the idea, because in 1917, he was on a battlefield with a colleague, a fellow soldier, just outside Jerusalem. And his fellow soldier said to him, Wellesley, I am not going to survive this war. And I have had a vision of a, an even greater war that is coming on land, sea, and air. You will survive. You must do something to invite all of us from the other side of the veil, for there is an army of goodwill waiting to assist humanity, but they can't impose their will. So humanity has to invite that assistance from the other side of the veil. And it took 23 years. And then that with Wellesley Tudor Pohl remembering this, thinking about this. And in 1940, you got the Big Ben Trust, BBC Radio, Churchill and the others, and even FDR, the President Roosevelt here in the U.S. supported and every night at 9 p.m., BBC would ring the bells of Big Ben <clears throat> and go radio silent around the world for one minute, the same exact minute. And we know that when just two thoughts are concordant at exactly the same moment, it increases the power by seven. Can you imagine, Barbara, millions of us millions and millions of us around the world, the exact same moment, the 21st of December at 9 p.m. GMT, that's 4 p.m. New York. And the call, we do it every day, actually, throughout the year, we have for four years, but the annual calls on everybody to focus together for that one minute. And this year's theme is reorient to truth through silence. At the end of World War II in 1944, a German uh, officer was being uh, questioned. And they asked, you know, why do you think Germany lost the war? And he said, the British had a secret weapon. I believe they called it the silent minute. We didn't know how to counter it. So the global silent minute today just as the Big Ben Silent Minute helped bring an end to World War II, the power of silence is greater than we know. Our global Silent Minute today, every day we call for it, we invite those on the other side of the veil to join us and we call for global cooperation, peace and freedom. And then on the 21st of December each year, we have a theme. And again, this year, we all join our thoughts, invite everyone from the other side of the veil. I so often think of my grandmother, what a powerhouse, right? And Robert, we invite Robert and Avon and everybody from the other side of the veil to join us as we hold a shared exact minute 
of Reorient to Truth through Solomon. Thank you for sharing that powerful way that we can bring harmony and end war. That is such a powerful and simple explanation. And when he said, we didn't know how to combat the global silent minute. Think about the power of our united thoughts. You're saying here that you want to inspire cooperation on behalf of the common good. I never really thought of how we could invite the unemployed saints to help us because they're up there waiting for us to ask. Yes. Yes, an army of goodwill. So, and we need to invoke that. That's our job. Once we invite and invoke that, we can anticipate an evocative response. And so for us who focus with Global Silent Minute all the time, you're absolutely right. It's coming together for that one exact same minute with the same intention, both sides of uniting our hearts across distance, both sides of the veil. And so it's sacred unity, right? Sacred unity. Term, sacred unity. Yeah. It cuts across all walks of life, all nationalities, all yes. borders. Yes, exactly, Barbara. And exactly. You know, Chardin said, when scientists discover spirituality, they will have discovered sapphire for the second time. Yes, yes, yes. And I say yes, yes, yes to this global silent minute. <laughs> You're listening to Dot Maver. She is one of the ministers she's created the global alliance for ministries and infrastructures for peace the seven ray institute river phoenix center for peace building the peace alliance and campaign for u.s department of peace and prior she was the national campaign manager for kusinich for president in 2004. i worked tirelessly to get him elected in fact, if you're going to Peace Podcast and you open up to the music and you see me talking with my head kind of down, that's Dennis Kucinich right there. He came to Santa Barbara and he told my husband, Robert, when I'm elected president, I want you to come to the United Nations and play the ode to joy on your harmonica. And that makes me think of what Dot also just did. She did chapter nine. She was our inspired guest to talk about Robert Mueller and the horrors of war. And so chapter nine will be on Peace Podcast today, and it's our blog. Just go there and you'll be able to listen to the harmonica that Robert did, but this time it's on a harp. At the end of the podcast, you'll hear Tammy Briggs, Griggs, who is going to play Ode to Joy. And that was how Robert opened up our hearts to the potential of each of us. And so this harp music with Dot's voice and six weeks Dot worked to prepare this. Six weeks, she said every morning. Tell us about that. And then I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. What did you do every morning? So, yeah, well, once you invited me, I knew immediately it was a capital Y, yes. And because as you'll, as those who will listen, will hear in the podcast, I was very blessed to and honored to meet Robert Mueller when I was 35 years old uh, at a conference on education in the new age in North Carolina. So I, one of the, you know, every morning then for six weeks, what I did, I would take a deep dive and I would connect my heart across distance, both sides of the veil with Robert and say, what is it that will actually touch hearts and minds as 
as we are really creating the conditions for peace all the time. And Robert, philosopher of the UN, used to say, love for peace is not enough. Beyond it, we need a vision of peace, a science of peace, a strategy for peace, and innumerable actions for peace. And so that, that has always inspired me also. So doing that every day, gradually I got a real sense of how to weave, because that's what kept coming through, weave. So weave the book, weave the entire book, and how really it's a great reveal, that book, of a world server who had a knowing in his heart from the time he was a child. And it was chapter nine, I think, that actually tipped the scale cognitively for Robert, where he got it and he dedicated his life to peace. He would not kill, would not harm. He really got it, that peace is not the opposite of war or the absence of violence. It is a substantive dynamic unto itself. And it says, my friend John Viscount always says, you have to activate and you know strengthen the muscle of peace. So yeah, that's, yeah, Robert has been a, a mentor and inspiration to me for a long time. And it was a great joy every day for six weeks to be with him through profit, the Hatmaker's son, the story of Robert Mueller's life. And I want to thank you for the invitation to put that, be able to put that forth like that. I want to thank you for bringing that story to life because Robert did formulate his desire for peace when he was young, but it was the war when the Germans and the French were shooting each other and they were cousins. They ate the same meals. They had dinners together. They had the same last names and he couldn't understand how human beings born on a planet of plenty could not get along born on a planet of plenty. There's plenty for everyone if we all honor that. And he couldn't understand it. Why is Why are people fighting wars? And so he told his father, I'm gonna be a peacemaker. And I don't think it really gelled in his brain until he saw the horrors of war in chapter nine. Yeah, and specifically that woman, that French woman who left the safety of her home to go to the front to be with her beloved, her her husband. And then she ended up getting captured along with those other men. And as she died, she, she as, as Robert says, she never lost her dignity. And she died offering a prayer. But before she could end the prayer about the Holy Mother, she was shot and fell into the mutual grave. Boom, boom. And Robert finished the prayer for her through tears. That, to me, that was the moment. You know, after you, um, I can't even talk hardly when I hear those words because Robert meant so much to me. And I had 17 years of working with him for peace. Mm -hmm. And you said you something after that you said, Robert acted consistently and fearlessly with the spirit of peace and the greater good. You said those words after you yeah. were finished, and I called you up to thank you for bringing him alive again so that we could learn and not repeat the mistakes of our past. Please. 
that's the reason why I wanted you to do it. And I want you to know there's a little um, nudge that you get now and then as a person. Mm-hmm. I got the nudge to call Doc while I was working at my desk, working on my work. And then I, it, just like flash, call Dot Maver and ask if she, her to do chapter nine. The rest of the story. Robert. It's just like, okay, he told me to do that. And then you were walking by, you picked up the phone. And now I hope all of you who are listening today will go to peacepodcast.org, go to the blog. Chapter nine is there in its full glory with Dot Maver, the harp from Tammy Griggs. And you, you are who we need. You will help us bring peace to our planet. And I have the first question for you, Dot. What is your definition of peace? And how can the ones who go to chapter nine and watch you become peace builders? <laughs> so, well, first of all, the, uh, you know, the National Peace Academy in the U.S. Uh, holds the Earth Charter definition, uh, which is recognized that peace is the wholeness created by right relationship with oneself, other persons, other cultures, other life, Earth and the larger whole of which all are a part. So my definition that I have used for years, uh, and in in large part inspired by Robert and Ambassador Chowdhury and others who I've been graced to journey with, is peace is living in right relationship with self, others, and all life. And because it seems to me that right relationship is the key, Barbara, you know, and how can we make a difference? How can we become peace builders? Sometimes I think we think this is a cliche, but it's not. Remember when Gandhi said, be the peace you wish to see in the world. That's the truth. Thich Nhat Hanh, be peace. We were Dalai Lama, you know, everyone's saying the same thing. The livingness of peace comes from in here, comes from us. So my every thought, your every thought, our every word, our every action, may it be peace-filled. And again, that's not about stopping war. That's not about even ending violence. That will happen, just like Buckminster Fuller says, when we don't try to fix the broken system when we actually build something that is aligned with spirit and what we want. And so that has been my work oh, forever. I always say there's a fire raging over here. I mean, we've had enough violence and abuse and horrors on the planet. Oh my goodness gracious. And war and anger and bullying. You could name it, name it, name it. But over here, what is it we actually want? What does peace look like? Give me some kindling for that. Let's build that fire together because fire burns everything but itself. And so it's all about the fire of love. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Have you heard anybody more eloquently explain how peace is that? What is- Robert. Only Robert. <laughs> Peace is a relationship. It is. Say to me, and I'll tell you a little secret. When I met Robert, I didn't know who he was. He came to a La Casa Invitational, but he did write something on the letter when he said he would attend. He said, I will attend with enthusiasm. 
And I've always had that little spark of enthusiasm, which means with God. And so I've always been enthusiastic no matter what I was doing because I felt like I'm here for a reason. And I would enthusiastically put the candy together when I was working in a dime store, Cresses, sweeping the floor if I was a housekeeper as a teenager because I wanted a new pair of shoes, whatever. But I would always do it with enthusiasm. And so Robert wrote that down and I said, I got to get to meet this man who said I will attend with enthusiasm in Costa Rica. And the University of Peace. University for Peace, exactly. And we were like two magnets. You are who, be who you are because Mm -hmm. the right people will show up in your life. Exactly. Are who you are when you are that peace that other people may need. They are attracted to it. Peace is contagious. Did you notice that? I do notice that. And it's what we really want. We really don't want war. We really don't want violence. Do you know when we were founding the River Phoenix Center for Peace Building in Gainesville, Florida, Hart and Jeffrey and I decided to uh, meet with various leaders and activists throughout the nonprofits, throughout the community. And we decided we would uh, listen, learn, and then offer what we felt we had to offer. Well, do you know, there was only one thing that absolutely everybody could agree on, and that's safety safe community. Peace is true human security, true safety. Safety. Well, that brings me to another story about you, because you have been called the revolutionary fast pitch hitting technique, the Maver method, secrets of hitting success no matter where you are. Now, (laughs) think about that. The secrets to hitting success no matter where you are. Well, that has gotten me a long way. Now, I don't know how to describe it. Can you describe what that means? Well, it has to do with softball, literally. It has to do with fast pitch softball. And the idea is you do exactly what you need to do to bring the sweet spot of the bat evenly to connect with a softball to be a contact hitter consistently. So, and people ask me how I got into peace and peace building. That wasn't my first thought. I loved coaching softball, but I realized early on, Barbara, that those nine positions, plus everybody on the bench, plus the other coaches, plus everybody in the stands, everyone needs to take shared responsibility and shared leadership. And when that is around a common purpose, that's when we are successful. But success is not spelled W-I-N. And so this shared responsibility, shared leadership piece really helped me to understand cooperative competition, which sounds like an oxymoron. But when you think of the etymology of the word competition, com petere, right? So we petition with to help everyone rise. It's at the heart of the Olympics. We all help bring out the best in one another. And in a world that is conditioned by peace, substantively, that's the deal. Cooperation, sharing, right relationship, education, truly drawing forth 
uh, what's within each one of us, because we all have wisdom, we all have value, and we all have a unique contribution to make on this beautiful planet we all call home. We're only one person, but we are unique. We're, there's nobody else like me. There's nobody else like Dot Maver. You know, yep. we are unique, and we were born for our purpose of, and to bring, I'm just going to say our purpose when we were born was to bring peace. Now, mm -hmm. if my grandfather wouldn't have immigrated from Hungary because mm -hmm. they were starting a war and the coffin builder was piling up the coffins, and he said, why are you doing that? And he said, because we're going to have a war and we're going to need him. And my grandfather, being a peacemaker, said, well, I'm going to leave. I don't want to be in a war and I don't want to kill anyone. And so mm -hmm. he got on the next boat, came to the United States, met my grandmother on that boat, and they got married. And so I'm 100% Hungarian and 100% peacemaker. Because when he told me I was going to be a peacemaker, I said, okay, Grandpa, but I don't really know what that means. He said, you're going to be having examples throughout your life. And I was a peacemaker in my family. I was a peacemaker in my high school. I was a peacemaker in college. And I was a peacemaker when I became an educator. And now I'm a peacemaker through Rotary, the United yes. Nations Association, through meetings on Zoom like this. Yes. yes. Do you know, Barbara, one of the things I appreciate about you, it's like you really understand conflict resolution. And I, I love Dominic Barter's work, right? And, and so what he said a long time ago that stays with me all the time, instead of trying to avoid conflict or you know, push it away or explain it away, we need to listen to the message within conflict. And then through that deep listening and dialogue and connecting consciously with other and others. That's how we resolve conflict. It never has to go to violence or war. Uh, it, it just doesn't. Well, and I, so when I hear you speak, I know that's true. Oh, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. And I think of Gorbachev and Reagan when they met in Iceland and they formed the accord in the Cold War. They didn't bring their ambassadors. They didn't bring a lot of equipment. They just brought each other. Mm -hmm. And they had that conversation and they deeply listened. Now, I remember the 40th anniversary of the United Nations when Robert said for each country to put together what they're, what they're happy about, what their successes were. Well, that prompted Reagan and Gorbachev to go to Iceland to talk about their successes and how we have to end this Cold War. Now, was Reagan always a supporter of the United Nations? Absolutely not. He was ready to destroy the United Nations, and Robert heard about it. Now, this is what one man can do. And so he asked Peter Stewart of Thanksgiving Square in Texas to go to France. I don't know where he went, but he picked up something that was done by Norman Rockwell, and then he took it to a stonemaker and a mosaic maker, and they made this gorgeous picture of uh, people talking to each other, and they presented it to Reagan to present to the United Nations Beautiful. to make him a hero. Now, this didn't happen until his wife, Mrs. Reagan, got in touch with Mrs. Uton. It wasn't Mrs. Uton, it was um, Perez de Cuellar, Mrs. de Cuellar. And she said to Ronald Reagan, you can't get rid of the UN. I like Mrs. de Cuellar. And Ronald Reagan said, well, I'm going to give them a gift. And she said, let's have a celebration. You see how he twisted that around? 
Well, I think Robert understood, as, as many of us do, what Plato understood when he said, it is beauty that will save the world. And in Agni Yoga, which is one of the part of the lineages that I stand in spiritually, it is said that the realization of beauty will save the world. Gosh, you're going to make me cry twice already because I have always said beauty, make yourself, look at you, look at the beauty in you as it shines through your <laughs> eyes. It shines through who you are. I've always felt that this human body is an example of how we can make it beautiful. And the world around us, I have plans, I, as you complimented me on my orchid. Now, I'm not saying that I understand beauty totally, but I know what beauty is. I see yeah. it in another person. I see it in myself. And I yeah. honor that beauty. And Plato was right. It's beauty that will save us. Mm -hmm. And you know, I could ask you more questions, but I really want to ask this breakthrough question. What are okay. we supposed to do today in the chaos and destruction and the violence? You've given mm -hmm. us so many examples of our heroes and our unspoken. Um, I shouldn't say our unspoken because they are spoken. We know them. But it's those on the other side of the veil, the Avon Madisons, the Robert Mueller's, the all of yes. those people who have spent their life working for peace. And my grandfather, John Meskew, saying, you're going to be a peacemaker someday. And then he had the most incredible orchard. His peace was out in the orchard, creating new peaches. He did things that were against the law. He grafted peaches together, and his peaches became gigantic with the most wonderful flavor. And you know what's interesting? My chiropractor is the president of the rare fruit backyard growers of whatever, Santa Barbara. He has been trying to graft that peach for 20 years. They just can't do it. Grandpa had the magic. The magic with fruit, with people. He was just magic, but he was in love with life. Why did he come to the United States to live a full life? Well, you've just answered your own question. And yes, we are we are in the midst of an all systems breakdown on the planet. And we're very aware of that. And we could we could have spent this time together, Barbara, naming all the things that are wrong. But we're not, our job is not to fix the caterpillar. Humanity is going through a chrysalis experience. So our job is to recognize the butterfly and to help dry its wings and to actually offer whatever we have to offer in, literally in the spirit of peace. And as we offer our unique contribution, and as Robert knew, to take a long view and not get caught in the the horror of any given moment to where it could take us off purpose. He lived on purpose. And that, that's our striving. On purpose. He Robert, lived on he lived purpose. On purpose. <laughs> you live on purpose. I live on purpose. And you know, so many people say, well, aren't you upset about the war in Ukraine? I say, absolutely. But yes. that's information. Yes. What I'm focusing on is the world I want that works for every Ukrainian, every Russian, for yes. everybody on the planet. There's plenty for us. And so, you know, you mentioned something about putting that priority in your mind and working toward it. Do you know the military complex on our planet has a 20-year plan? Mm -hmm. What's our 20-year plan for peace? You need to be the peace our world needs today. Yes. And that plan will come from some of the actions that God has created. 
Find people who agree with you. Listen to Peace Podcast. Invite five people to listen with you. Have that conversation. She was talking about how conversations really do change the way we think about things. And so that's why I wrote the book Revolutionary Conversations because I saw peace negotiations failing. And it's revolutionary if you can have a conversation where both of you say, and peace be with you at the end. And with you. Absolutely. And with you. And, and I know where you're getting ready to wrap, but I'd like to share one more thing from oh, Robert. I'm Based not on wrapping your... you, Cal. You're ready to share one more thing. Okay. Because we're in the midst of an all systems breakthrough simultaneously, through being the key word. We're not going to go around this or under it or over it. We're, we're going to go through this. Listen deeply in our hearts. Because that's where our true oneness is. The one heart. And what Robert said is, use every letter you write, every conversation you have, every meeting you attend to express your fundamental beliefs and dreams. Affirm to others the vision of the world you want. Network through thought. Network through action. Network through love. Network through spirit. You are the center of the network. You are the center of the world. You are free, a powerful source of life and goodness. Affirm it, spread it, radiate it, think day and night about it, and you will see a miracle happen. That is Dot Maver. Dot Maver is our peace podcast number 99. I can't even begin to tell you how grateful I am, Dot, that you brought up the path to peace today that we each need to be on. And we need to resonate with peace, be the peace other people need. Because I find that happens. I can walk in a room and because I'm at peace, and this isn't giving me a compliment. This is just saying it works. You walk into a room and the room all of a sudden People say, why do people radiate towards you? Because I harmonize with what's going on. But the other part that's hard for people is in the harmony. They may have something that they're very unhappy about. And they may want to tell somebody that it's just not working the way they're doing something. Well, you can't go in and give them your automatic response. You have to start with where they are, as Dot said today. And how do you get to that part where you can hear where they are? In the book that I just wrote on revolutionary conversations, I said the first step is stop. Just stop. Take a breath. Be there. You don't go to a stop sign and rush through it until somebody else runs rushes into you. You wait until it's safe to go forward. You stop. You look. You listen. There you go. Stop, look, and listen. How many times has your mother said that to you when you were a little kid? Now stop, look, and listen. Now go in there and clean your room. Stop, look, and listen. Stop, look, and listen. And then the next step is ask a question. I need a little help. How can I understand what you're saying? And then let them tell you without saying, well, where did you come from? Just say, thank you. And then ask, stop, help, ask, explore. I want to explore this with you, but I have to take a risk. So it's stop, help, ask, risk, and explore. That risk is when I get people to pay attention. I'm in a group meeting and all of a sudden, everybody's talking. And then I say, I'm going to take a risk. The whole group gets quiet. 
Because if I say I'm going to take a risk, they know I'm vulnerable. And then I say, well, what would you, would you consider this? Would you consider this? And then we have that explore the idea. Rather than making the person who said, I think Putin's absolutely right. And you know, you may have a different opinion. Well, then you ask, well, why, why do you say that? What is it that makes me want to ask you for a little help here? And you have that conversation. And that's why we have DOT today. To have a conversation about what could make this world, this world work for all. Bring peace to our planet, a planet of plenty, which needs plenty of peace. Right, Dot? <laughs> a planet of plenty needs plenty of peace. Yes. Simple yes. language, a perfect planet. Robert always called it a paradise. There's so many P words. He said, you were born in paradise. Why mm. are you destroying the paradise? Why? But he didn't, he didn't say why so much as he said, here's how to save it. He mm -hmm. always had some answers. Here's how to save it. Let's mm -hmm. go work with the United Nations. Let's work with Antonio Guterres, our secretary general, who said, we're in a fifth, five alarm fire. And we need plenty of good actions to put out the fire. And then I want you all to think about the peace our world needs. And so, mm -hmm. you know, you think of these words, these great people who have been elected to official office. If they do something you like, write them a note, send them a text, That's have right. a conversation. Don't be the quiet person. You be the one that does what Dot said. Use your voice. Exactly. Because spirit doesn't work in reverse. Spirit takes us forward. So, yeah. And I wonder That's if what that means for our audience, spirit doesn't work in reverse. Spirit takes us forward. Talk about that for about a minute. And then I'm going to say what I need to say, but please spirit okay. takes us forward. Yeah. Spirit only and ever is evolutionary, not regressive. And so it, it's like water flowing, right? That's the think of that. Yeah. And, uh -huh. and spirit. And it's very difficult to force the water to flow the other way. In fact, you can't in a large body of water. You a just river. think of a river. Exactly. And so when we attune with spirit, because one another thing Robert understood is that we are spiritual beings having a human experience, not the other way around. He got it. This separative thinking, this, these separative attitudes on the planet right now, it, it that's not aligned with our human destiny, which is peace. It's not aligned with where we are headed. In fact, where we already are once we step into the oneness of that. So that's that's what I mean by that. And I'd like to offer, uh, as you get ready to say the, the final, um, I'd like to offer these six lines that invoke the spirit of peace. Let the forces of light bring illumination to all humankind. Let the spirit of peace be spread abroad. May all those of goodwill everywhere meet in a spirit of cooperation. May forgiveness on the part of all of us be the keynote at this time. Let power attend the efforts of the great ones. So let it be and help us to do our part. And help us to do our part. And with that, I say we have now uncovered the path to peace. And I wanna offer the fact that it is done, it is here, 
and we are the recipients of the joy of Dot Maver today, recipient of the words spoken by Robert Mueller, recipient of the words spoken by so many of our people on the other side. And I won't gonna, I'm going to end with a little thing that I have on my peace pole in the backyard. May peace prevail on earth. And may peace prevail with each of you and know that you are here by design. You opened up this peace podcast because your intuition said today I need a little inspiration. And I'm going to listen to Dot Maver. And I hope that you will share with me your responses to Dot Maver and how you are working for peace. I will put it in my newsletters, in my magazine. I have Peace Community Magazine. So go to peacepodcast.org and look at Dot's wonderful interpretation and understanding of Chapter 9 of Prophet. Listen to Dot Maver with a friend or maybe have a, a meeting where your friends get together because you have a lot of like-minded friends. So bring those people together and listen to Dot Maver and then have a conversation about enabling you to understand how you have the power to bring the peace to our planet. With that, I thank you. Thank you, Dot Maver. Thank you, Barbara. Gratitude. And great gratitude for you and your wisdom. She's a wisdom keeper, and I want you to remember that wisdom begins with each of us as peace begins with each of us. It's the harmony inside. And as you attract, notice that what you're attracting, because that says who you are. I love you. I want you to keep joining us. We're at page number 100 will be Tammy Griggs. She is going to play the harp to solidify all 99 of these wonderful podcasts. So I bless you again and keep watching us. We're going to start 100 in the next month, next in the new year. And so bless your heart again, Dot. What an honor to have you on this podcast. Mm, thank you so much, Barbara. Peace be with you. And I have one final word. As I say, peace be with you too, Dot. We are going to put four websites on Dot's text. I want you to know about the One Minute for Peace on December 21. And I will put several other websites also. So with that, I say bless you for joining us. My enthusiasm for you knows no bounds. And I want you to know peace is possible. And it begins with you. This is Barbara Gonmuller saying thank you for joining us. Thank you.